Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. Welcome to another edition of your Life's Work podcast. How are you? I was I just literally like had a sip of water, so that's why you heard that like weird puzzle thing. <laughs> hope you're having fun. I hope you're good. Summer is happening. We are here. Um, did I mention today is expectation? We're going to talk about expectations. I wrote a blog last week, got a little volley between a few people um, about the practicality, about what the what to do to get rid of your expectations, and uh, I want to talk about that. Um, all this stems off a book, and I talked about it last week, um, that I'm reading by Martin Laird, uh, and the book is called Into the Silent Land. Please Google and Amazon and click the button and then click the button again and have that rush to your door. Um, for those of you who, uh, you know, have that contemplative leaning in your life, uh, in that volley of stillness and silence that you're attracted to, and again, I think that's most people, uh, it's that whole thing about having coffee in the morning and nobody talked to you, it's that whole thing about working a whole day and coming back and not wanting to, you know, vibe with people and just sit and stare at a wall for a little bit. Everybody has that little movement inside of them, doesn't matter if you're a monk or a mom, um, you've got that movement in you, so... Grab that book, Martin Lear's Into the Silent Land. I say that because the last two podcasts that I've done have been really motivated off of the things that I've been reading and motivated uh, in, in a couple different ways. The one big way are the things or the obstacles in my life that prevent my stillness and silence, that practice that I have of really a contemplative kind of look at myself uh, as I float through my day, a, a, a place of rest, a place of peace, a place of presence with God, a place of um, just enjoyment with who I am and the people around me. And one of those places, without a doubt, is expectations. And so last week I wrote a blog, and I'm kind of gonna, just going to surface and read a little bit of the blog and give you the practicality to it. So the practicality to anything, like a lot of these concepts that we hear in spiritual land, whether it's at church or you're at a 12-step meeting or uh, you know, you're just reading some great self-help books, let's say you're an Eckhart Tolle fan, um, I'm all about the practicality. If you are my client, you've heard me say this a billion times, what are we doing? What's the practicality? And there is a do, there is a real do to the spiritual life, that's all there is to it. It's not just sitting around and, uh, you know, chanting, because even sitting around chanting is doing something. Even great periods of stillness and silence is doing. Uh, and and I and you'd be like, no. <laughs> and let me just tell you, try sitting by yourself in a, in a room with no earbuds, no electronics for, for 60 seconds. Go for it. Try 60. I bet you don't make 20. I bet you can't stay still and silent for more than 20 seconds. If you're in 2019 and you've got a cell phone uh, and you've got a any kind of computer situation that you've been on all day, 20 seconds is going to feel like an eternity. But that's my point. That's my point. My point is is that part of this this mix and vortex of me, um, you know, having a preventative aspect of going to stillness and silence has to do with my expectations. And it has to do with a lot of others, but I'm just identifying expectations today. So let's define these. You know, a long time ago, a spiritual teacher of mine said, hey, if you got a word, define it. Define your words, y'all. Define your words. Like, you should know what fear is. You should know some of your emotional landscape, and you should define, you should define them. Like, go to the dictionary to get a better hold of who you are. This is a thing. This is why the dictionary has been made. So expectations. There's a couple things going on inside of Webster's. Number one, expectations. A strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. A strong belief 
that something will happen or be the case in the future. Number two, a belief that someone will or should achieve something. <laughs> that second one I want us to focus on real quick. A belief that someone will or should achieve something. For me, these two definitions are the birth canal of resentment. The literal birth canal of resentment, man, right in these two sentences. Because what we're doing with expectation, and again, we're going to get there because I can already hear people saying, but we should expect certain things from certain people. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. And we're going to get there. But by and large, by and large, our expectations are a really great little shoot birth canal for these resentments. I also say expectations are the silent killer. They're the silent killer. And the reason they're the silent killer is because most of our expectations are all in our head. We very rarely voice what it is we expect, either from ourselves or from other people. And this gets us in a world of garbage. So it's a silent killer, and it's the beginning of most of our resentments. Uh, in my blog, I wrote, expectations can be one of the most debilitating movements we put into relationship. Because at the end of the day, we're forcing behavior, or we're forcing mindset, or we're forcing belief, or we're forcing some kind of control over another, right? We have a strong belief that something's going to happen. We believe that you should, right? So this force that we do is usually in our mind because something, it's mostly our ego and our fear, tell us that you should know it too. You should know how to treat me. You shouldn't treat me like that. You shouldn't speak to me like that. I expect to be treated differently. Um, and you should know that. But a lot of times that's such a silent little killer because our ego and our fear play such a huge factor in that that we just miss the mark when it comes to telling people what's going on inside of us, which is the big deal about expectation. For those of you who are married who work with me and just happen to be checking in on this podcast, you will know that I challenge hardcore in the when we talk about marriage that that the marriage and the marriage's expectations be out loud. And then you do the fear that surrounds your expectation. Um and there's a lot of massive examples in this. Um, it can be as easy as, as how do you discipline your children, right? You can have an absolute difference uh, in how you discipline your children, but still have an expectation that somebody else needs to discipline the way you discipline. And then there can be an absolute fear that's around it, because if you don't discipline the way I discipline, our kid's going to grow up to be a murderer. The, the big note on that is a lot of times it just settles as an argument, and not necessarily, but this is what I expect. And then when you're not hearing one another inside of that argument, meaning you're not willing to have an empathetic view or even a concession to hear another person's expectation, the cycle stays insane, thus providing you the avenue of resentment. And when you get the resentment working in the marriage, coupled with no communication, you're aft. I mean, that's just how it goes because that stuff stays alive and burning and embered, um, the glow is always opposition and will always end up going to the mat and it will always end up having sides. I'm right, you're wrong. It'll always end up, um, you know, six months, a year down the road with the same sentences. I remember when you did this, remember when. So listen, there's a clear cut path to why we're going to flush expectations down the, down the toilet. Now, with that, I hear you say, this is why I hear people tell me this, but we should expect certain things from certain people. And I totally agree. I totally agree. 
uh, a fireman should we should expect that fireman to put out fires. Right? If he does, if the fireman shows up and he doesn't put it out, like our expectations will be certainly let down. Um, and I agree with you, but there's a common sense there, right? The common sense is that the fireman knows he's a fireman, <laughs> and you know he's going to put out a fire. And if he doesn't, well, hopefully they figured out before they put a badge on him. Um, your kids in the grocery store. Hey, kids, I don't want you running wild in the in the grocery store. I expect you to not act like animals when we go inside. And then when they act like animals inside, the expectation then goes to a consequence. It doesn't stay an expectation. Okay? It doesn't stay an expectation. I see a lot of parents out there. Their consequences are actually staying in expectation land. So they're constantly yelling in about what to do, but they never... Uh, they never give them consequences to help them understand that they can't act like animals. So just think about those things for me um, as we as we plow through this because it's just it's good spiritual common sense. So we want to kill our expectations. So again, this is where I always tell people like, hey man, there has to be a practicality. What's the practicality? What's the work? What's the work? So I I split this up into like three little deals. Um, and three little deals can be five little deals, can be ten, can be one little deals. It's just how I do this. And, and perhaps my list will get longer, um, you know, the more I really, you know, come to know what expectations are, what they're not. So the big categories are going to be allow love, know your expectations, and allow expectations group think. All right, so number one, to kill expectations, we need to allow love. Forget the notion that you will dictate how another is to love you. Forget that. Forget it. Lose it. Lose the idea or the notion that you, centrically, will, will dictate to another, this is how you need to love me. And I want you to celebrate or even create space for you. Celebrate or create the space for you. In other words, your expectation about how somebody's going to love you isn't going to be the juice, the mojo, the gas that fills your tank. It's going to be you who does that. So there's going to be an expectation, but the expectation is going to turn common sense that says you are going to be the one that appropriately helps you. It's an inside job. Happiness, love, peace. Inside job, right? You're going to help you into those into those things. And allow people to love you without you scripting expectation behavior or, or, or some kind of mechanism safety and security for yourself. Allow people to love you how they will love you, right? So at this point, I turned to my mom. <laughs> my mom loves me uh, in, in her way. And a lot, and sometimes, quite frankly, I scratch my head and go, okay, <laughs> right? And again, I'm not saying anything out of turn about my mom. I'm not saying anything bad about my mom. I'm saying my mom and I have two different kind of energies. <laughs> That's all there is to it. For those of you who know me, <laughs> there's a lot more there, right? But I'm going to allow my mother to have an energy to love me the way she wants to do it, regardless of what I see or think, regardless even of, of how it affects me at certain times. If it's love, if it's gentle, if it's kind, if it's caring, if it's compassionate, if it's empathetic, then I'm going to allow and I'm going to accept it, regardless if at times I think it's crazy, <laughs> Right? It's just how the rest is. I'm not going to look back at my mother and go, hey, here's the ABCs in loving me, now go. 
That's just, that's not the right movement. So you need to allow love. Now, who in your life, let's stop right now. I want you to do it. Who in your life right now loves you, but perhaps you've got this like kind of, you know, cow-eyed, bent brow kind of look going back at them like, really? Really? Who is that? Can you empathetically, compassionately Look across the table at somebody who just loves you, man, oddly, weirdly, away from your expectations, just enough to know that that value is correct and good. And I want you to think about that. And perhaps, like, right now you don't have anybody in your life that's like that. Or perhaps it is the one person that just drives you effing nuts, but you know there's a value there. So allow love, please. Now, for those who are closest to you, and I know, I know, like I'm thinking about a couple right now that are super, super close, but their expectations eat them alive almost every single day. That's the place to do that, for the record. Drop your expectations and just allow your spouse to love you, regardless of what's coming or going. Now, again, I'm not saying that unhealthily. I'm saying this very healthily. I want you to check yourself, but I also want you to give the value of love. And if you need the value of love, you can certainly, there's a couple of scriptures, man, that tell you what love is. Paul, 1 Corinthians, I think, 1 Corinthians something, something, gives you a real, real, real clean shot about what love is. So you can actually hang that on the wall and like understand that through another person's um, actions. But it's not yours to decide. That's why I say allow love. Allow love. Allow another person to love you. Allow another person to move to you without you expecting this, that, or the other thing. Again, this is practicality. Practicality. All right, number two, know your expectations. Know your expectations. And this, I think, is a great one for you because I need you to make a list. I don't want to make a list. I don't want to write shit down. You don't have to. But make make a list right now. What do you expect? Is there like, okay, ready? Let's go back to the spouse. Let's go back to the closest person to you. What do you expect? So I'll let me do die. Die and I have been married 26 years. Thank God she stays in it. <laughs> um, and there are certain things I, I, I do expect. I expect us to be honest with one another. And that expectation is out loud. So if I did that, I, I would write... I expect us to be honest with one another. Hey, Diane, I expect us to be honest with one another. I expect us to love and cherish one another. I expect us to be gentle and kind with one another. So, I mean, all these things, I, I would, and I'm writing these things down. Now, there are some insane expectations that I have, right? Like, I expect to be listened to all the time. <laughs> Stupid. I expect to be understood. I expect to be right. Like, yeah, there are some dumbass expectations that I have at times because of ego and fear. It's like, I, it, it just it happens. I'm, I'm a human being. But write that list. Write the expectation list. Even if you can write them and you know they're insane, put them down. Check those expectations against your ego. Check those expectations against your ego. Like the one I have, right? I expect to be listened to. Like, who the hell am I? Okay, so check those expectations against your ego. Your ego helps keep those expectations alive for the record. And again, the ego, man, is the thing that says you can be God and know what God knows. The ego is the thing that says you can be silomatic, up and away from everything, and everything's generating from you, and you don't have to ask for help, and you don't have to, um, you know, you don't have to have big sweeping communal movements with people. Ultimately, the ego has something to prove and something to lose. And remember, we're looking for an undefended life, which means nothing to prove and nothing to lose. 
Um, very often, expectations are selfish. It's a selfish endeavor, okay? That's the other thing. This is a big, massive human truth. Very often, your expectations are a selfish endeavor. Think about what I'm saying. Write your expectations down and find those selfish endeavors. And you'll chuckle to yourself because you'll see them. And your ego always wants that satisfaction for the record of that selfish endeavor. So know your expectations and check them against your ego. But know them. Okay? So allow love. Allow allow other people to move into you with love without you dictating up, down, right, wrong. Know your expectations. Make a list. Check them against your ego. Okay, don't forget your expectations are kept alive by the ego very often because expectations are very often a selfish endeavor. Last one, allow expectations groupthink. This will be the hardest one. Remember what I said about it being a silent killer too, okay? Allow expectations groupthink. Out loud, tell people what you are expecting. Now, if you're the boss at work, this one might be easier because there's a bottom line and everybody's working for the bottom line. So in your family and the people that you love, your spouses, we should have the same kind of thought there, which is, you know, the bottom line isn't 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 necessarily a financial goal, but in your family it would be peace and happiness. It would be, you know, uh, healing and love, compassion and forgiveness. So in that, allow your expectations to be out loud. Hey, everybody, I expect... Uh, honesty in our family. Hey, everybody, I expect to have everybody treated with respect. And then at that point, somebody look up the definition of respect and read it to everybody, okay? But these expectations need to be out loud. Hey, everybody, I expect that we don't play the stereo or we don't play the Bluetooth at 1 o'clock in the morning at 10, 10 volume, okay? I expect that. Well, why? Because that's what's, that's what's going to cre- get created, right? The 14-year-old is going to go, Why? And you're going to go, well, because I'm trying to sleep, because I got to do a podcast about expectations tomorrow. <laughs> all right? So, again, common sense, but all your expectations out loud. This will help create wise boundaries. When you are out loud about your expectations, you are creating wise boundaries because you're allowing other people in to that very definition that I set up top of the show there. The expectation is a belief that someone will or should achieve something. When you're out loud with it and it's not a silent killer, you are experiencing the expectation between two parties or between two systems, and then wise counsel usually breaks in and creates a boundary for your expectation. And wise expectations that serve your relationship instead of creating silent opposition is the way of the day. Expectate, listen, wise expectations that serve relationships instead of creating silent opposition are the way of the day. Or we can create death by allowing expectations um, just to kick our ass. We can allow that idea that I am the only one creating this expectation at the time. That's going to be... At the end of the day, man, if you don't have any expectations for people coming in and out of your life, you're not going to ruin yourself in worry. You're not going to, ru- wor- you're not going to ruin yourself in anxiety. You're not going to have a need for resentment. Anger won't be a thing. If you literally decide to let go, allowing love, knowing your expectations, and allowing groupthink on them, I'm guaranteeing you a peaceful coexistence with every single person around you. What? Can you do that? Yeah, I'm that kind of guy, and I just did. I just did. When you allow love, 
when you certainly check your expectations against your ego, knowing knowing that the majority of them can be selfish endeavor, that's a hard one, I get it, that one's going to ruin you a little bit, and you allow expectations groupthink, thus creating the wise boundary that serve a relationship, I'm telling you right now, you've got your recipe for peace, your recipe for happiness. Now, you, you, you do this with everything, not just the people in your life. You do it with the systems in your life. You do it with work. You do it with, um, you, you just, you, you run it through, you run these three things through every single, you know, um, situation or circumstance that is knocking at your door and you're guaranteed a little po- peaceful coexistence. Um, good people, I love you. I love you so very, very much, and I appreciate uh, you being an all-in of my passion. I'm JR Man. I'm a spiritual director. You can get more about me at jrmahon.com, jrmahon.com. I'd be more than happy to walk with you as a spiritual director, a mentor, or a coach. Um, you can find my blogs at JR Man. You can find my podcast there, obviously. That's how you found me. I appreciate it. And there's plenty on Instagram that I do and all kinds of other shenanigans. Um, if you're looking for sessions, my sessions are an hour. You can call me right now because my number is everywhere that I am because uh, a good spiritual director will pick up his phone. <laughs> if I don't pick up my phone, it just means I'm, I'm talking to somebody else and I'll, I'll get right back to you. But man, do I love you. And I hope you have a great time. And hey, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>